0: Hello everybody, welcome to Game Over Ottawa It is the first head-to-head game for both myself and my uh, co-host for tonight Peter from Game Over Calgary uh, We both get to finally do this We both, I think we've both been jealous watching everyone else have such a good time Doing this through the season so far So, um, happy to finally be doing this Sens win Jeez, uh, I can't believe I'm saying that can't believe I'm saying that. Sens win four to one against the Calgary Flames. Two teams really struggling so far. Um, I don't even know where 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 you want to start, Peter, because like we could go, we can go several ways here. I have a lot of notes and they are
1: very unorganized. So yeah, <clears throat> sorry, I'm all choked up about this one. Yeah, no, it, it was it was one of those games. Like I was sitting there watching it when it was four to one. I was like. I don't know what the right result for this game is. I think it's 4-1, but, like, the, the Flames get off to such a good start. They get nothing from it. Then Ottawa, like, Ottawa barely touches the puck for the first 10 minutes. They do twice and get two glorious chances off of it. Then they score, and then they just took over from there until they didn't, and then they did again. Like, it was, it was a game that was so all over the place. So I, I think notes being all over the place is kind of the only responsible way to do this kind of a game. But, yeah, that was – it was a weird one, and it's been a weird last little bit for the, the Flames. Uh, falling four behind, uh, 4 no, excuse me—falling behind four to one appears to be something they just do now regularly. So that's that's a real fun party trick. Seems to
0: be a, a bit of a, a bit of a pattern in Canada in general. Four <laughs> one yeah. leads or being down four one as well. Um, yeah, as far as the game itself, um, I, I, I guess I guess we'll just we'll just try and go go through a few key moments of the game. Um, first period, uh, as you can imagine, will be a bit more sense uh, centric, but we'll see how we can uh, balance it out afterwards. But just first of all, uh, Matthew Joseph is continuing his absolutely insane start to the season by opening the scoring in this one. Um, yeah, Matthew Joseph, who I fully expected to be on the fourth line for majority of the season, uh, has 12 points in 13 games. I believe. Unless he got on the scoreboard again after that goal, I don't believe he did, but, um, yeah, he's playing with Tim Stutzle and Claude Giroux and doesn't look out of place at all. Um which is, you know, as many things have that have gone poorly for the Sens, uh he's one of the bright spots as as far as like surprises go. Um Yeah, I, I yeah. as far as that play goes, I don't know if you have any problems with Calgary on that play.
1: Uh it's I mean, you would like for there to not just be a guy standing in front of your 22-year-old goalie. That that would be a nice thing to cover, but sorry just one sec okay so sorry i've had a long week of talking about stuff um the, the thing for, for me with that was, like, I thought this was the dude that was supposed to be traded to make tap room for that guy who did the gambling thing. Like, that that was th- that's basically how I know Matthew Joseph, is he was in the right. trade for the one dude who did really well in the playoffs, and then he was supposed to be traded, and now he's out here scoring goals. And like you said, looking extremely comfortable uh, on that top line. And that was something throughout the, this whole night that really struck me with Ottawa is, um, and and I know I, I think I'm preaching the choir having to listen to, to you and Maude discuss various things about this team, but there's a lot of talent on this team, like you look up and down and like I was waiting for kind of the, the soft spot and it just wasn't coming. And then Matthew Joseph, who you would think might be that, like you said, is on a tear to start this season. So it, it just that was one of the things that kind of struck me throughout the night. And that's why I was saying by the end, I was like, I think this was the right result there's a lot of talent on this Ottawa team. And I know maximizing that has been a bit of a sore subject with a particular coach of yours, but I, (laughs) I was really impressed with everything I saw from Ottawa. And like on this one, that is, it's a perfect tip from Sanders or a perfect shot. Sorry from Sanderson walking along. And then, yeah, just left alone in front to make that deflection. It was a a tough night for Wolf, but a a really nice play from Ottawa.
0: Yeah. I, uh, the Sens have this thing about, getting goalied whenever there's a a goalie being called up, either making his first career start or, or, or start of the season. Um, They beat the curse. I am, I am very (laughs) thrilled about that. Um, Yeah. And then uh, Drake Batherson scores Uh, Drake Batherson, uh, one of a a few players on the Sens, anyway, having a very disappointing season. And and I think we're going to get into uh, you and I are gonna have a lot to talk about as far as disappointing players this year, <laughs> yeah. uh, on both sides. Um, but yeah, Bathurston scores his fourth, um, knocking it in out of midair on a weird rebound that went straight up. Um, I don't know about you. I'm already missing baseball season. So that kind of yes. helped me out a little bit. So that
1: was, that was kind of nice. I had a little moment yeah, that's- there were that that's the best hit from an Ontario-based team in a very long time. That was, was uh, that, that was say, really well done. <laughs> I was gonna say,
0: if there are any Jays scouts at the game, they might want to give him a call. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Can he play third base? Because they they need one of those now. That was that that was a really nice play. But again, not to like, I, I'm just gonna bring up the the Calgary sucks portion of this. Um, yeah. That was one where you see that Kachuk is standing there in front. And Batherson is right there. And I get it's a power play and you're kind of all over the place. And overall, I think the plant flames penalty kill was quite effective tonight, but there were two guys standing there right in front of your goalie and no flame to be found on that one. And it's just that this team for the talent they have defensively, there are some blunders and we'll talk about one in a second. Um, there are some blunders with this team that are just so frustrating and that, it was like the early part of the season again for Calgary where the net front was just there to be had. I, I don't play like Kachuk is just going to live there. We, we had one of those. We know what that's like. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't feel with all due respect. I don't know if Drake Batherson is providing the resistance where he can't be moved, but in such a way and for him to just, for him be. to just, for him to just be there and no one else to be around was a little bit frustrating.
0: Yeah. He, he really shouldn't be that. Yeah. Again, just uh two, yeah, the, to start out the game, just two goals with more or less um, just uncontested uh, just position in front of the net. Yeah. Uh, and then pass it. For just keeping things as uh, as chronological as we can, uh, Nikita uh, Zadorov takes an interference penalty because he didn't move his legs. Now, <laughs> I understand the rule. I understand that that is, in fact, the rule. But I would love to talk to you about, like... Wh- like is it a little dumb? I feel like it's a little bit dumb that that's, yeah. that, that could be interference.
1: Like N- Nikita Zarov, I've, I've seen him in person before. He is kind of a broader fellow, but yeah. you can still go around. You can, like, there it, it, one step either way, you're a professional athlete. I feel like this shouldn't really be the, the determining thing for a penalty. So yeah, that was, it was incredibly stupid. And I thought, I was giving him points. I thought it was smart. Like, yeah, I don't have a stick, so I'm just, I'm just going to be He's a wall here. to block him. Like, yeah. I thought it was actually sense. really, really good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I when it happened, I thought like I was happy about it, but I thought it was so silly. I thought it was so dumb that that, that that's a penalty. Anyway. Yeah. Um Yeah, and, and on the broadcast they were saying, yeah, look, it's a penalty. he he stopped skating. It's a penalty. What?
1: Come on. <laughs> yeah. Look, we we've he slowed all seen down different this is yeah we've all seen different teams that had players who just stopped skating um like the the controller breaks thing it just so happens there was a guy behind him i don't know
0: it was so strange anyway um (laughs) anyway uh following that calgary cuts the lead in half uh travis hamnick uh decides to not play the puck or the body on that play and it results in a uh in a two-on-one and uh just a really nice play beautiful beautiful saucer pass to coleman who has maybe the most wide open net i've ever seen on a two-on-one um yeah corpus just completely committed to the shot for some reason i guess um and it just it did not work out at all Uh, but what a what a beautiful pass and great finish to cut the lead in half
1: Yeah. When you have the choice between focusing on the shot of a kid playing his third NHL game or a Stanley cup winner, you definitely focus on the kid playing his third NHL game. (laughs) That looked like those clips in the eighties that we would always see that at least my age would try to mimic where you fake the slap shot, the goalie sells his entire life trying to block it. And then the guy wraps it around and has the wide open net. That's basically what this was just on a a pass instead of a a wraparound one. But no, like possible has been a a really nice addition to the flames. Um, one of the young kids who he's had some injury problems, but um, one of the, that ilk who wasn't being played by Daryl Sutter last year and now has come in him and Zari and to a certain degree, Wolf and, and Coronado as well. Uh, but those guys have come in and, and given this team a, a nice little spark. So it was nice to see that line continues to, to really produce. I thought Coleman had a great game in this one. Um, I thought he was absolutely flying around and had yeah. a couple of good chances early. So I, I was happy to, to see him, Um, Come up with that one. And and again, I know um, that the last game over head to head with with, um, you guys in Vancouver, there was the discussion about um, different Hamannik trades. And I would just like to remind everyone that the Flames uh, gave up the draft pick that turned into Noah Dobson to acquire um, Hamannik. So, however, however frustrated all y'all might be, I feel like I mean you guys still have him um, on a no move, which is hilarious. But I, I feel like we we maybe have the trump card on that, seeing as Noah Dobson is leading his team in scoring right now.
0: That is that is an excellent point. That is a really great point. I'm gonna I'm gonna every time Travis Hamnick fires a shot straight into the defender's laces, um, and then creates an odd man rush the, the way back. It happens more than you'd think. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 picture Noah Dobson and I think it could be worse. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, following that, sends of a five on three for over a minute, and I think they've got one shot. <laughs> I think maybe um and then and then immediately take a penalty because for some reason uh when you're when you've got a one goal lead in the last minute of the second you have to throw the fourth line out there and then take a penalty. <laughs> um so that was that was I don't know as as far as things go for you but for me that that penalty at the end of the second heading into the third that was probably the most stressful moment for me if I'm put if I'm trying to you know ignore uh you know any professionalism and just just being like as a fan that was by far the most stressful moment for me
1: yeah and that was one where like we had talked about it it had kind of this game had so many ebbs and flows it's like okay this is the flames opportunity to to get right back in this thing and um no spoiler alert uh no no that that (laughs) didn't happen yeah
0: um and then yeah uh following that it just kind of the, the thing with Sens is the third period's probably their most consistent as far mm. as, as, as as this season has gone so far. The Sens are usually completely out of it by the first five minutes of the second. And then they decide to try in the third period and, and come oh so close. So when you head into the third period with the lead... um Things work out a little bit better. So at that point, the floodgates open a little bit. Uh Zdorov loses a puck battle that he definitely shouldn't lose uh behind the net to Batherson there, and then just a quick tic-tac-toe play with uh Kubelik and Chartier, and Chartier scores his first of the year. Um yeah, on that one, I mean, like that's the thing. Like you, you can say, you know, young goalie making his first start of the of the season, but and and not the greatest result for Wolf, but like you can't blame him on a lot of this.
1: No, no, like think about what we're talking about. The, a perfect deflection in front um, yeah. and then a puck that floats into the air and then gets batted down. And then your defenseman who super doesn't want to be here anymore just hands <laughs> the puck to oh, the we'll, other we'll team. We'll talk about that. Yeah, like to, I think you're being very generous saying puck battle. Um, it was a puck handoff. Like he just, yeah. take it, fine. Um, and then it was bing, bang, boom in the back of the net. No, it, there's um, a lot of the online discussion right now on, on Flames x i guess is like not does wolf deserve another chance it's do we want to subject him to this flames team that's that's what it was uh, like tonight because no i thought he was fine that there was a number of chances where i thought he came up big but there was just Mm That was an awful, awful one behind the goal. And I had a back and forth um with someone on on social media about um if they should have scratched Zidorov in case that there were gonna be a trade there was gonna be a trade and you don't want to hurt the asset or anything like that. And after that I was like, man, they should scratch him so that no one remembers what Nikita Zorov is actually like for 82 games, because that was <laughs> Oh, that was a bad one. But I mean, again, credit to Ottawa for taking advantage of all of these situations. And that was like it wasn't. Oh, I have the puck. Let's figure it out. It was I have the puck. Bing, bang, boom. It's in the back of the net. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? That was. It, it was quick. It was aggressive. And it was exactly what Ottawa needed to do in that spot.
0: Yeah, and then just to wrap up the uh, just going through what happened in the game. Uh, Travis Hamonic scores a goal after. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I think he had his last like 37 shot attempts through the season directly at defender skates blocked. So uh, <laughs> I think you know, despite all that, I think he just bought himself a little bit more ice time. This is uh, you know a rare occasion where he was bottom of the uh, bottom of the Sens D as far as ice time goes, which was a nice change uh, for Sens fans. Uh, with that goal, I don't, I think he bought himself some time. But um, yeah, uh, big win for the Sens. Obviously, back to back for the Flames. So you can kind of bring that up a little bit um but as far as that the game goes man like i think i'm 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 pretty happy with leaving that for the sense. i'm happy with the uh with the outcome but just before we move on to anything else is there anything you want to bring up specifically about the game from the flames end
1: um, we, we kind of covered a lot of it defensively. I, I didn't like what, what Calgary was doing a whole lot. Um, not that, uh, to be perfectly frank, not that Ottawa put on a defensive clinic by any stretch oh, of the imagination, no. <laughs> um, especially in the early going there, but this is one of those things where and it was easy to forget the last couple of times because the Flames have had comeback wins and stuff like that. But Calgary had their chances and they didn't capitalize. And I think um, the, the inherent lack of finish on this roster continues to be a, a real story, I think, for Calgary. Um, obviously, Jonathan Huberdeau in the news, although that feels like nine news cycles ago out here in Calgary now, after he was benched the other night at home, breakaway chance to just fix all of his problems. And uh, just yeah not not, I'm going to say laziest, but I don't mean like he wasn't trying just in that it was an easy save. But just the laziest Mm -hmm. of shots trying to go five hole, just nothing there. So it was a night where like there's been some optimism around the the, the flames, points in three straight games. All of them come from behind. We're so happy about that. This was a night where everything kind of came crashing back down. You have everyone wants out. Um, the, the will the team rebuild or retool? And the dude who's making the most money on the team isn't doing a damn thing. It just everything in the Flames universe came crashing down on them in this one moment here.
0: So for that's where we're worth. at. <laughs> yeah, for for what it's worth, when I saw he had that breakaway, I, I, as soon as soon as he crosses the blue line, my brain goes, "That's in," like that's going in. <laughs> it just it just felt like this is where O scores, ends up getting a hat trick in this game. Flames go on a run, but uh, yeah. You know, luckily for the Sens fan and me, that did not happen. Um, and so, just before we move on to the next segment, uh, Peter, I don't know if you've watched many Game Over Ottawa episodes where the Sens win. There haven't been that many, but um, I forgot to do this at the top of the show. Uh, I've got a button that I like to hit. It's the Sensed button. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit that real quick. Uh, just letting everyone know that the Calgary Flames they got sensed. Um, that's my bad. Uh, I'm out of practice. I usually don't have to hit the button. So it's nice to, it's nice. You know, so I forgot. It was nice to do it for a change. Um, but, uh, yeah, on that note, on that very positive, happy note, we're just going to do a quick word here from our friends over at Botano. All right. So the NHL season is heating up and there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partners at Sign Up Expert want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with one of the best. Sign Up Expert is hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Botano. Botano is home to some of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do to get started is scan that QR code on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place that first bet. If you thought the Vancouver Canucks have been the best surprise of the season so far, wait until you try Botano. Don't walk, run to check out Botano today. Scan that QR code or hit the link in the description to get started and start sweating your bets with the best. Also, remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 plus to sign up for Botano. Um, You know, not that I'm like bitter or anything, but did you notice the lack of Ottawa and
1: Calgary in there? Just a just a touch. Right, I mean, look, I'm the the, the, the less reason. I can talk about the flames, the better. Um, for good reason, it, yeah. It's like, hey, you want to bet on which Alberta team has the worst record at the end of the season? Try Botano. <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's which Alberta is gonna at. go
0: through the most goalies? Right. That's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, with that, um, I wanted to talk about the state of these two teams. So, um. The Sens and Flames have both been under underperforming this season, obviously, um, and so coming into the, tonight, uh, the Sens uh, dead last in the Atlantic, despite being tied for third in goal differential. Um, and then Calgary is very obviously very not like very much not in last place in the Pacific, uh, being in the same division as Edmonton and, and San Jose. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, similarities, even past just being teams underperforming. Um, you know they're both missing a first round pick in the very near future. Um and and potentially both don't know when that is. I mean obviously the Sens don't know when that is with the whole uh Dadinoff trade thing. Sens are going to decide which of the next three first round picks they're giving up. And with Calgary, um yeah, that that first round pick uh sent with Monahan to Montreal has maybe the most conditions I've ever seen them like it has a sub scenario.
1: Yes. Yeah, like that. There's Wild. it's a it's a full pamphlet that you have to to read to to figure that one out. Yeah, it was needlessly complicated. Um, but I mean, it's going great, right? Like Monahan Monahan hasn't done anything out in Montreal. So no, no, it doesn't have no 29 points
0: in 38 games with the Habs. Which yeah, also, no, for the fine. record, as as uh, you know, obviously a hockey fan in Ottawa, um, loved seeing Monahan with the 67s, and it does not hurt me at all to see him play for the Habs and do well. Um, mm-hmm. that's not upsetting whatsoever. It just, it's just like, oh God, Monaghan and the Foley both playing for the Habs. Oh, uh, <laughs> it just, it just crushes you. It just, cause it's like, I want to cheer Nick Foligno. Also one of my favorite auto centers of all time playing for the Leafs. There's just this weird thing being a hockey fan in Ottawa that, you know, just everyone plays for the teams you hate. Um, yeah. so at this point, Ottawa and Calgary, despite being similar in that in that sense of of an underwhelming performance to start the season, very different positions in that you know with with Calgary you're looking at you know do you blow it up like do you retool or do you rebuild? And with the sense there's nothing to blow up because this roster hasn't done anything. Right. Um, so with Ottawa you kind of just have to stick it out and hope for the best. With Calgary, from what I can tell, fans are thinking you know we want a rebuild. And I, as far as I can tell, ownership is not going to sign off on a rebuild anytime soon. So I, I would love to hear your take on not only what you think the Flames are going to do, like how they're going to approach this whole thing, but also like what you are hoping for.
1: Well, what I'm I'm hoping for is everything not stapled to the ground gets just shipped out. Um, okay. That that is that is what my hope has been for a very long time with this team. Um, but as as magical as 2004 was uh, with, with Marty Jelena, the the Eliminator and Aginla and LeCavalier getting into fights in the Stanley Cup final and all of that. What that run apparently taught ownership here was, hey, if you just get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, Because Calgary was a sixth seed that year and then went on the miraculous run with Aginla and Kiprasov and everyone else. Um, And so the rebuild will never happen here i don't think right. anyway okay um so th- this team th- the time to do it was honestly probably in the midst of Gaudreau and monahan in one of the years where they miraculously somehow missed a pl- uh, managed to miss the playoffs um that probably would have been the time build around matthew kachuk and try it now building around matthew kachuk is not a luxury we are provided anymore and when he said he wanted out that also probably would have been the time. But again, instead of going for futures, they go out and get Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Wieger, Cole Schwint. Um, and I think they got a pick out of that. But uh, yeah, they did. It was a, a future pick from that. But with, with this team, they, they will never rebuild. The the only people in Calgary who don't want to rebuild, I guess actually technically aren't Calgary. They're off in Switzerland. And that would be Murray Edwards, the, the ownership, uh, the, the owner of the, the Flames. That, it, it's just we can all talk about oh they should blow up this and they should do that it, it's probably not happening another thing that gets in the way of that um don't know if you've noticed you're probably not trading Huberto right now like that's just and it's it's tough to do a full teardown when you yeah. have a 10 and a half million dollar 30 year old on your books along with nazim Kadri who's making 7 million dollars right like it's it's really difficult when you have both of those to to just full on tank now they're not exactly stopping them from losing at the moment, but if you want to do like a full blow this thing up and bring in the kids, it's really difficult when you have those guys on there. So I think what is most likely is you will see a few more young players get opportunities like Zari um, and Pospisil. We would see that kid named Poirier probably would be with this team already, but, but he got hurt. Um, I would imagine a a few more starts from Wolf here and it'll be expiring free agents moved out. But I think a lot of people are hoping for just a whack load of draft picks. I think it will be more like what we saw with the Toffoli trade where they, they moved Toffoli for Igor Sharangovich, um, a 25 year old kid from the the devils who has scored 25 before um, and, and a third round pick. I think it'll be more young ish controllable NHL players instead of, a crap ton of draft picks and let's burn this thing to the ground. I just it, it has never been ownership's MO to to do that and I I don't see that changing now.
0: Gotcha. So with that said, um there are obviously like you said some pieces that are just not going to be moved and some that are probably going to be moved shortly. Um with uh Zadorov requesting a trade last night. Um what what does a return Zadorov look like
1: I think a big part of it is whether or not they're able to negotiate an, uh, an extension as a part of it cuz like you said he's unrestricted at the end of the year um Zadorov's value in this market is sky high right now people are are very big on the the, the man who we all call Big Daddy Zaddy um, everyone is a very big fan of this guy. I do want to caution people. Cause I was seeing, oh, well, if they'll trade him with an extension, um, and they'll get a first round pick, <laughs> let's, let's hold on here a second. Um, well, we all love this man. Uh the large fellow, 14 goals last season, helped by a hat trick at the end of the year, but still 14 goals last year from the blue line is nothing to, to scoff at. Right. The problem is what you saw tonight. There are times where he makes plays where it's just like, what on earth are you doing? Um, with, with that giveaway behind the goal that that leads to the the third Ottawa Senators goal that really kind of was the beginning of the end here. Um I I think for me, if you get uh, like a second or a third you're dancing in the streets. Like this is still a five, six, seven defenseman Um, at the, the the NHL level where there are flashes of brilliance, a thousand percent. And if you get him on a run for three months in the playoffs, he is going to be a fan favorite. Everyone will love him, that sort of thing. But there are just too many mistakes on too many nights where you can feel like you can consistently give this guy 20, 25 minutes. So I would say mid Draft mid round draft pick would be what I would be expecting. And if you get anything higher than that, then uh, build a Craig Conroy statue outside of the new arena. Cause I just, uh, again, love the dude, but love him in a, oh man, it's fun, rather than a, this guy greatly contributes to winning on a night and night out basis.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. If people are hoping for a first round pick, um, and that happens, I got great news for Flames fans because. With Hannafin and Tanev also being UFA's after this year, if if an expiring Zadorov uh, can get you a first, those guys are going to get you someone's farm. Like yeah, yeah, you get anyway. the
1: entire draft class. That that's just all you get. Yeah, yeah. Do you think
0: those guys are <laughs> both gone as well uh, by the, yeah. by season's end? Yeah,
1: yeah. Hannafin for sure. Um, Hannafin made it very well known that uh, not only does he not want to play in Calgary, he doesn't want to play in Canada, um, and so uh. that. Um that, that seems to be a bit of a hold up. Now, there was some extension talk, um, but that kind of went away as the season went the way that it did um so far for this team. But no, I I I would be very surprised if both of those guys end, end this season with the flames. Like Hannafin, he's still quite young. Um, that they're again expiring contract, but he can be like a real like focal point on a blue line and um, I know cap issues are a thing in Ottawa, um, rather oh, yeah. publicly, but, uh, like Tanev would be perfect for the Ottawa senators right now because everyone, oh, dude, yeah everyone who he touches has become great, right? Like, he found another level of Hannafin's game. He found the 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 top level of Rasmus Anderson's game. Um, Oliver Shillington has spent the last year and a half dealing with personal issues, and we, we hope he's doing alright. Mm-hmm. Um, but while he was with the team, he was playing with with Tanev, and we finally saw the Oliver Shillington that everyone got so excited for when the Flames drafted him in the, the second round oh so many years ago. He would be perfect to, to pair with some of the young defensemen out in Ottawa and really get the, the best out of... Uh, maybe Maybe handedness is an issue, uh, but get the best out of like a, a Shabbat or a, a Sanderson or someone along those lines. Like he would be not to to tempt you with something that logistically wouldn't be there, um, but he would kind of be like the, the perfect spot, I think, for the Ottawa Senators.
0: Yeah, if 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 the Sens weren't still under 500, 13 games in, I would be absolutely loving the idea of trying to find a way to bring in Tanev. The only option is is uh, with some of his cap uh, retained. There's there's no other way to do it. So yeah. it's gonna be a high price. Uh, but when it comes to the Sens, who have traded away a lot of draft picks recently, um, and those draft picks are usually pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a uh, Sens should avoid that for now. But no, you're absolutely right. Like to shore up the defense on the. Could you imagine? Uh, yeah, then you put, like, I guess you'd end up with Zub on the third pairing, so you have a top four of Shabbat, Chikrin, uh, Tanev, and Sanderson. That's gross,
1: yeah, that's uh, insane, that's ridiculous. that would
0: be god, that'd be so nice. Um, uh, like just the think, words
1: Zub on the third pairing sounded weird, like that's right, that, that would be quite the thing, yeah.
0: And 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 keeping things with Calgary, um, uh, shifting to to forwards, um, what's, what's gonna happen with Lindholm here because. Uh, with with the with the flames, you know, uh, I don't want to say they're they're in limbo quite yet, but just you know, not really rebuilding, not really adding at all. Um, just in this weird scenario where Lindholm is also obviously on an expiring deal, um, and coming into the season, everyone was talking about eight years by nine million. Um, what is he going to be able to get after the season's done? Because that's not the way he's playing, right? So, no. and I mean, at no point did anyone think he was the play driver on that line when it was him with Kachuk and Goudreau, right? Like he would have been, he was, he was, you know, he was, uh, you know, third place on that line uh, without any doubt. So I don't know. um, I mean, obviously there's something to to be said about playing center. You're going to be paid more regardless of how well you do. Um, But yeah, I I find him fascinating within Mm -hmm. the context of the team right now.
1: Yeah. I I think in the off season, there's still going to be somewhat of a bidding war for him because 200 foot setter, um like he's what we don't need to get Patrice Bergeron we have Patrice Bergeron at home um he he's the Patrice Bergeron at home like he's not that obviously but he he can be that guy he is capable of scoring 30 goals he's got a shot that i don't know if like what happened to him where he doesn't use it as much but he yeah. has a wicked shot and he's responsible defensively just a a solid 200 foot player um, but I do think that he has escaped some of the criticism here in Calgary this year. And I, for the life of me, don't know why, um, because like for for everything that has gone wrong with Huberto this year, Lindholm has been right beside him every moment of it. And he has not dragged him out of it at all. Like that this was supposed to be Hubert Lindholm for 50 goals and that this new dynamic duo. And they've both gone to shit, and only one person has taken hell for it. And I I continue to be surprised at that. So I like that the nine million dollars, it's great to want that. I want it as well. I'm probably not gonna get it though. Um, and he has he has looked like a nine million dollar player exactly zero seconds of this season. So um he there will probably be a team desperate to, to try to get it. Maybe uh, Columbus wants to reunite him and Goudreau, um and just light the world on fire and get 85 points a season and be happy with that. But I, I, I he's another one. I would be extremely surprised if he's on the flames um, by the time the trade deadline rolls around. Like there's just so many teams who will be looking for a number one center um, that like, as soon as Bergeron and Krejci retired, the talk was okay, okay, what can we get from Boston now for Lindholm? And now Boston's traded everything away um, to, to build this dynasty of theirs. But um, there, there's going to be, I think, a, a real draw for him, and because of that, I think he's going to be significantly overpaid um, when it comes to, to free agency. Like he's he is good. He he is really really good. Don't get me wrong, but he has been wildly disappointing this season. At like, which you copy and paste that for a bunch of flames. But yeah, he's been really bad
0: and i and i also imagine i mean like even if you know by by trade deadline he hasn't completely turned it around like i i I imagine every team is gonna be looking at it very optimistically like there's gonna be a bidding war like not just in free agency but like at the trade deadline for him um if he's even still on the team by trade deadline but whenever he's being moved like there's going to be a bidding war because he's he's making just under five right now right this is the end of his contract so like any team looking at that as a you know if you if if you can fit Lindholm on your team as I'll put in like huge quotation marks as like depth option because of his <laughs> cap hit that's nuts. So yeah. like you, you got you gotta hope that you know even though the Flames aren't necessarily unless I mean unless they're they're trading all these guys for uh, you know middle of the road uh, you know just like roster players instead of picks coming back. Who knows how that's gonna go? But um, yeah, yeah I Lindholm for Duclair. You know, yeah, and like, yeah, with, with all these guys moving out, you, I I imagine you have some hope for a retool, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, um, kind of shifting around in the deck chairs on the Titanic. Um, no, it, it I, I do think that there will be um, the the thing that they keep saying when when Conroy came in for True Living, um, and Huska came in for uh for for Sutter that they keep saying this injection of youth, and I I do think a lot of that is external because. Um, This Flames team has been stuck in that murky middle for essentially my entire life. Um, and so because of that, that there isn't this bounty of prospects that are coming up. You're kind of seeing it now. Um, they got a dude in the A, Gallant, who will punch anybody's face in. Um, and a couple of other guys there as well. But you, you're kind of seeing the the main prospects for this Flames team right now. So I, I do think that it will be a lot of kind of young-ish players coming in in, in terms of trades. But you, you mentioned before, like, um, how... Kind of affordable some of these guys are, and for Calgary because this season you're, you're kind of punting on it. I I wouldn't mind if they retained fifty percent salary on all the expirings because who cares after this season, right? Like it's right, yeah. whatever. Um, you, you were already banking on that anyway, and trying to get a little more return out of it, and then um, like we saw, I I apologize for bringing up the enemy here, but Toronto making that move for Ryan O'Reilly. Um, like that, it kind of screams that type of move where Calgary retains 50%. They trade him to whoever the hell who retains 25%. And then the Leafs pay like $8 for the guy. Um, I I could see Calgary getting creative in that way to try to kind of maximize a return, I guess.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and also just the way you brought up, you know, just the, the, the team being kind of middling for, for a lot of your life. I, uh, I realized the other night, uh, in my 20s so far through my 20s the Sens have had a single winning season i'm 27 oh man yeah that's rough dude it's rough it's it's rough so uh not to say that i i love the idea of just you know uh mediocrity through and through forever i'd much rather extremely high highs and extremely low lows um you know, at fairly, at the very least, it gives you something to talk about all the time. But yeah. man, it's just like oh, I don't know. I don't know if, if you're familiar with uh, the nightmare that November has been for the Sens the last five or so years. But yeah, um, I think two wins so far this November is they're they're just about where they were last November. So I'll take it. Man, uh, man, <laughs> Eleven man. days in. You oh, um you long talk long. about like
1: extended stretches of whatever. Uh my favorite stat right now is the entire time NBC had the rights in the States, the Flames won one playoff series. Um <laughs> and that was and that was this weird series against the Canucks where both teams had a hundred points and you just went into it like I don't think either of these teams are good. And then Calgary went into the second round and the Anaheim ducks just like absolutely big brothered them for five games and sent them packing but, but yeah the entire time doc Emmerich was on the call for the the, the nhl on nbc one playoff series win wow it's great it's great wow oh uh, <laughs>
0: you, you know we we have to be good fans to not only still cheer for these teams but like actively seek out work to talk about them <laughs> like right. like we we can't even turn the game off walk away and do something else like we're we're sitting in it we're sitting in yeah. it every night awful oh yeah <laughs> just awful um yeah i guess with that we'll just we'll, we'll pass it off to the chat um so obviously if anyone hasn't tuned in uh so far this season this is your first time watching things are a little bit different we're kind of pushing uh talking to the chat towards the end of the show so we're just kind of let everything fill up here we'll go through it And, uh, just see if anyone has anything interesting to say, uh, or mean to say at us, I'll read those too. I don't care. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, feel free to to chime in if you've seen anything in the chat that you've seen, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know. Uh, piques your interest tickles your fancy other yeah. words Sorry, I'm, like that. I'm
1: not just like bored and t- t- i'm i have the chat on my phone down here i'm not just like no, hiding myself i uh i realize <laughs> i realize sometimes i do that it's like man i look like a dick just ducking my head down like don't talk to me um yeah. not not th- to was... highlight
0: any uh arguing going on here but uh jonathan says wolf was too small and brian responds saying he was too small for the ahl too one top goalie two years running so <laughs> Um, listen, goalies are freaks. Goalies are huge. And it's, in- it's insane that they're as big as they are. And the pads are able to be this big. Like there's, there's nothing to shoot at with 90% of NHL goalies
1: in the net. Yeah. Um It's insane. Like Dustin Wolf is tiny. Um, and look like I'm, six foot four dude so everyone to me is tiny but um he's he's 5'11 and weighs as much as my notebook but he like he, he has made up for it at every level that that he has played at uh, a top uh, western hockey league goalie gets drafted in the seventh round and just lights the world on fire in the american hockey league for a couple of seasons so like mm-hmm. will he be the the next dominic hasrick at the the national hockey league probably not But to just toss it away as oh he's too small. Um like that just that that excuse went away a very long time ago with this kid. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean if you're good, you're good. Um it is wild to me how I mean not just in in, not just in goaltenders, but like there's just even to this day, like guys are dropping five to ten spots, like early draft picks are dropping five to ten spots when they're short. It's wild. It's it, so it, crazy that it's still happening,
1: and like I'm we just have just of, like oh, countless, Howfield, man, deal with that oh, forever. Yeah, um, countless examples where it's like, what more do you need to see to know that, like, in this NHL where speed is so important that they're like, oh, well, the guy's he's huge, look at this! Like, it, I just, it, oh, yeah. it continues to boggle my mind.
0: I, uh, Oh, you know, perfect example being uh, Jared Cowan selected two spots ahead of Ryan Ellis. Um, oh, Oof. you think size had something to do with that? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, <sighs> like a yeah. Little bit.
1: <sighs> I want to God. look now because there was one pick. Um, Hunter Smith was a second round pick for the Flames and they took him ahead of someone good. Um, and I, I should remember this, but he, they have this development cam here after the, the kids get drafted. And I went and he walked some guy who probably works at Foot Locker now. And I was like, that's it. He's six, four. He's got hands like that. And I don't think he sniffed the, the national hockey league, but he, he was huge. And it was Brian Burke at the time. So he was huge. How could you, how could you pass this kid up? Um, and he went on, yeah, they drafted him. And like immediately after Hunter Smith, uh, Brandon Montour, Ryan Donato, who's whatever. Uh, Christian Dvorak goes after him. Um, Brandon Hickey. Like, there's a few names where it's like, man, that would have been probably a bit better than this dude who didn't play in the NHL. Uh, but that was also a draft where they drafted Mason McDonald ahead of Thatcher Demco. So them's the uh, breaks.
0: The only the only thing I'll defend uh on with that is goalies are voodoo and will continue to be yes.
1: voodoo forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's no making sense of any of it. Just draft a kid in the no. seventh round and he'll turn in the best player yeah. in the league. So yeah, exactly.
0: I, I still, <laughs> I still think back to when, uh, when, when the top two prospects, uh, for Florida and net were. uh, this is back when they still had Devin Levi get Devin Levi and Spencer Knight, their first and seventh round picks. Like it just, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, just just ridiculous. Um, here we go from Brian in the chat. Question: Is there a rule that only one or two Canadian teams can be good at one time? Hockey God rule book or something? And it's on. I mean, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's so like the the whole since '93 thing. It is so wild, but it, it really is this weird ebb and flow where just no. I mean, we, we talked about it before. The Flames are just never good, but um, <laughs> like the the Canucks will be great, but no one else is doing anything, and um like it took so long for calgary and edmonton to meet in the playoffs finally like it's just there's something about it up here where we we just we all can't be good at the same time
0: yeah because it's always heading into the playoffs like you know i mean there's a couple years where yeah it's 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 rarely more than two or three canadian teams making the playoffs any given year and rarely more than one is given any shot
1: yeah um We'll get that rare time where they're on either side of like a conference semifinal. It's like, oh man, Hey, look, if they both win, then we're guaranteed a Canadian team. And then one of them will get boat raced four to one and it'll be over. It's like, well, that was a fun thought for a day. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. and Even like, yeah. And I mean, the last time a Canadian team made it to the final was when it was guaranteed. One would make it to the conference final to the final four being Montreal in, in, in 2020 like it was it was a guaranteed final four appearance for for Canada and uh, I still can't believe they beat Vegas that year um, yeah ridiculous anyway yeah uh, no great great observation there Brian um, it's true I think can, Canadian teams can't ever like when are we going to get six Canadian teams in the playoffs that'll be great uh, oh, it'll never geez. happen
1: no no never. no never like
0: how, we can't even have it in listen, like I hate the Leafs Leafs fans hate the Sens. That's the way it works. Uh, even just Ontario. Uh, I don't know about... I mean, we can talk about Alberta following this. But even just with the Battle of Ontario, uh, since 2004, the Sens and Leafs have both been in the playoffs once.
1: Jeez.
0: I believe, Man, right? oh, is... no, Actually, no, 12-13. Oh, no, hold on. Because it was 20... 2013 was when Boston came back and beat the Leafs, right? That was in 12, 13. Yeah. that was the shortened season. No, yeah. o- never mind. I take that back. Ottawa made the playoffs that year. That was the year where the Sens went to round two and got killed by the Penguins. So never mind. <laughs> twice. 2013 and 2017. Oh well, twice then. S- still, yeah. Never mind. Two whole times since 2004. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Bad, bad stat, Charlie. But yeah, yeah no, it, it's insane. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the <laughs> what the uh, stats are as far as both Calgary and Edmonton
1: being good at the same time, but it does. I mean, Edmonton set a record for first overall picks for a big oh, stretch yeah. there, so <laughs> yeah. it's been a minute since they were good. And yeah, Calgary just like plunges around like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth in the, the standings all the time. So yeah, uh, a couple of years ago when we started Game Over Calgary, um, when those two teams played in the um, in the Battle of Alberta, I, that was the first Battle of Alberta since 1990 um and yeah calgary hasn't ventured into the playoffs a whole lot so no it's it's probably been a while since the the flames and the oilers both hung out in the playoffs at the same time it's nuts and probably will be again
0: (laughs) that's what uh back to back stanley cup final appearances out of them and then just like like zero consistency following that
1: yeah crazy yeah it's so wild oh apparently edmonton's doing well tonight brian in the chat three nothing oilers they uh they need that. Good for them. Uh, Seattle. Okay. Well,
0: I mean, they'd better, they'd better win. They'd yeah. better win after After last game. You have to come game. out after that last game Ugh.
1: and just put up like eight, right? Like they, they looked have so to. bad in that game. Have to. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, from Jonathan in the chat Imagine if the six best NHL teams were Canadian.
1: Never. No. Oh. I mean, like, I don't think Gary Bettman hates Canada as much as everyone else in Canada thinks right. Gary Bettman hates Canada, but his yeah. head would explode, right? Like, the oh, he'd hate people it. people at Turner, like, they would be putting Big Bang Theory reruns on instead of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it, like, the, <laughs> a West final of Calgary against Winnipeg. Um, like, it's just, there'd be nine people in the States watching.
0: <laughs> like, I think part of it would be very funny uh, I mean, well, mostly it's just because it's 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 me and I want to be happy. But also, it'd be so funny because Batman would hate this the most. Imagine a a Winnipeg Ottawa Stanley Cup final. Oh man, the worst <laughs> ratings of all time. Yeah. You want to talk yeah. about a drop off in the World Series? Imagine the drop off. <laughs> and not that there's really comparatively, there's not a whole lot of you know viewership to lose in comparison to to the other you know, major finals and everything, but my God, just, yeah. oh, that Batman be... would hate it. Most yeah. of
1: North America would hate it, and I'd love it. Yeah, it'd be the first Stanley Cup that, uh, Batman just is like, no, I'm not handing that thing out, man. Daily, whoever, Ron McClain handed out, I don't yeah. care. Someone else, someone else get booed this year. I'm not
0: dealing with that. Just as many viewers at the game as at home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just
0: awful. Uh oh. Man. Oh, wait. Oh, hi Hy- Hyman Hattrick. It he's the oh wow. It's three nothing uh for Zach Hyman. Uh oh geez. <laughs> so no so no one else is play okay, great. All right. So not not as not as great of a start as we were uh giving the oilers credit for. Yes. Uh so I, I that that has to give you some uh <laughs> some happiness anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's still it's still nice that all the problems stay the same except for just one guy who's playing better now. Oh man. Which to be fair is one more guy than the flames have, but I mean, yeah, that's neither here nor there.
0: (laughs) but yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else you want to, you want to throw in before we, uh, before we call it a night here?
1: I, I do want to get your thoughts quickly. Cause I, um, I I'm familiar with the, the sends thing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like I, I, I listened to, to all the shows and, um, things like that. A you and Maude are awesome. B, um, it, thank you. where, where are we at now? Had, like, I don't think they were going to fire, um, DJ Smith before or during Sweden, right? Like that, uh, unless you were going to do it yeah. like a month ago. That just probably, that feels rude. Uh, so where are you at right now on the hotness of the seat under your head coach? I kind of just want like a running tally on how that's going. Uh, but before we head out tonight.
0: Yeah. I uh, I mean, in the Melnick days, I wouldn't have put it past just being like, fuck, I already bought this plane ticket for this guy. Like, <laughs> gonna keep it. Can't change his name. That's going to cost like a few hundred bucks to change the name. Like,
1: uh, right. Yeah. Hey <laughs> anyway, Bruce, can you um, just steal his passport? Can we just put you under yeah. his name? That'd be great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I listen, I I have a very strong opinion on it just because I wanted DJ Smith out last November. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a year. After that, like not, and I mean, playoffs weren't the expectation last season, like at all. It was, it was my heading into the season. I was very optimistic and I thought the Suns would be the best team in the East out of the playoffs. Like I, I Honestly, thought best case scenario if everything goes goes well. Obviously, it didn't. Um, Sens are going to be the nine seed. Um, it wasn't like catastrophic. It wasn't very good. Uh, November took them out of the the playoffs. I believe it was. I remember on the on the trade deadline show that we did here on SDPN. Uh, my fun stat that I threw out was the Sens began the season 12 and one. After that point, between then and the trade deadline, they were playing at a hundred and three point pace. Oh man! They were taken out of it by mid November. Yeah. So when you know playoff expectations or not, the team was playing like complete garbage, and 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 just to put in perspective, like I said, there was there was really no expectation. I wanted them gone. That's how bad they were playing. So mm. now this season, we're genuinely playoffs or bust this season, and the team looks the same. Like, my main point that I said my last show was he's tw- he's coaching this team the same way he was coaching the team in 2019. Like, yeah. you don't coach... Y- y- uh, I'm, 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 I was like, I'm finally not going to talk about Dump and Chase. It's all... <laughs> dude... When you have, I mean, it's a little different now because Matthew Joseph is in the mix on the top line. But, like, at the time, I was like, when you're, when you have, when the five skaters you have out on the ice are Tim Stutzler, Claude Giroux, Brady Kachuk, Jacob Chikrin, and, I don't know, when he's not injured, Thomas Shabbat. And they only dump the puck. Yeah. At all times. Listen, I understood when it was Zach Sanford and Derek Stepan and fucking Michael Delzano, <laughs> sure. Like that's yeah. that's one thing, you know? Yeah. It's brutal. Like, dude, like and I understand coaches have their systems, whatever. When you're when you when you aren't budging on your system whatsoever with a complete roster overhaul, it's a joke. It's a complete yeah. joke. Like and and he still doesn't like Eric Brandstrom for some reason. Brandstrom who was like among I think he was either first or second in uh uh what was it? <sighs> he was way up there in like expected goals for percentage last season. So mm. um despite the fact that he was getting like fuck all ice time. Granted he was getting no ice time but probably against like other teams third pairings like I think that's worth considering but still like you know anyway I uh, I don't know if he's just still really bitter about the Mark Stone trade like the rest of us are, but um, (laughs) just, yeah. I mean, Eric Bransom's not that dude, but he's, I mean, he's he's solid. Anyway, uh, he just refuses to play certain players enough. Um, His system is, like, I don't even know if he has a system. I don't know if you, I mean, like you mentioned, the Sens weren't playing a tight defensive game at all. No. They've looked worse than this in probably seven games this season. Like, it's a problem. It's dude, (laughs) half the time, and granted, like I I I I talk a lot about Travis Hamnick, but regardless of who's out there, nobody looks like they know who they're man. They don't know who they're covering. They don't know like who am I responsible for here. They're floating around and just everyone looks confused. Do I do I play the puck? Do I hold on to my position and just wait for a pass? It's 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 awful. And a lot of people... And I I, I had a real big problem when Darren Drager... So Darren Drager called in TSN 1200 uh, not too long ago. I don't know if it was the day of the Sens lightning game. Uh, so that would have been last Saturday, I believe. I don't know if it was the... That, I think it was that day he called in TSN 1200. And he said uh, that Ottawa fans want DJ Smith out just for the sake of change. Like DJ Smith hasn't been the coach since 2018. Like the Sens haven't missed the playoffs every year since 2017 like it hasn't been the same problem year in year out regardless of who's on the roster like that is my main problem with that was that and i grant i mean like i mean i was i'm biased i took it a very specific way as a sens fan it, it just felt like a shot at the intelligence of the hockey fans in ottawa like okay they don't know what they're talking
1: about they just need something to change and that's the easiest thing to change like whatever dude like are you serious like also like rude. just not to not to like put words in anyone's mouth or anything like that but like it's not like this has been just oh a calm season and something needs to shake it up in ottawa like boy things have just stayed too status quo with the sends this year <laughs> like... <laughs> like if if anything like i yeah that that boggles my mind. Like, Oh yeah, no, nothing's gone catastrophic in a week. We need to do something like that's, that's not what any Sens fan would be thinking. I
0: I think a lot of people are looking at it like, Oh, well, everything feels awful for the Sens because you know, the Pinto suspension, um, losing a first round pick. Um, I'm definitely forgetting stuff. Norris wasn't healthy to start the season, which gave everyone a heart attack. Um, Luckily, he's been fine since. He's looked good. But just this, it's just, it's just thing after thing after thing. And I think a lot of people in the industry are looking at it like this, there's a lot of distractions. That's why they're bad. It's not because the coaching system hasn't changed in six years. And, you know, it's just like, no, it's, there's been a ton off the ice. It's been horrible. It's been a huge distraction. Like, it can't not be. Like, I don't care how, you know, focused you are as a player. Like you have, like this, it's going to it's going to be an issue. It's going to be a distraction. The team on paper, and granted, I mean, on paper, that's that's a that says a lot. On paper, they're too good to be playing this stupid system night in, yeah. night out. So yeah, no, I'm I'm all for DJ Smith getting the boot. Um, at this point, yeah, their next game isn't until Sweden. Uh, they play. Thursday, I believe, against Detroit, and then Saturday against Minnesota. Also, like, how are two of the four teams going to Minnesota, Ottawa and Toronto, they don't play each other? Yeah, that seems really strange to me. Like, that... They probably, you don't, they like, probably don't want to lose out on gate revenue. That's probably what
1: um, it is. Yeah. You would think that, like, there's... There there would be some percentage of something out of that, right? Like, or or some kind of, like, hey, thanks for it. Here's a little bit of a, a kickback or whatever. I don't know whatever, how that works, right? actually. Like, yeah, like, you would... Th- you would think, like these teams, as much as you know, growing the game and stuff like that, they're not just going over there out of the goodness of their heart, right? Like there, there, there has to be something for someone involved to just up and go to Sweden for a week. Now, yeah, Sweden's lovely, but like, yeah, it just. That oh, seems... dude!
0: If if I hadn't, because I, I I just moved back uh, to Ottawa uh, just before the season began. Um, I wasn't sure when I was doing that exactly. If I was still living in the UK right now, I 100% would be going to the, to those games. Oh yeah, it's um, probably gonna be a blast, right? It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I'm so I'm so jealous that 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 Steve is going. Um, amazing. Yeah, amazing. No, that's wicked. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure he's. He, I mean, he said he's going, right? Like, I'm pretty. sure yeah. I'm, I'm a little behind on on the SDP, but yeah, as far no, they, as know, they talked
1: about it the other day, so I think they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's dude, I'm so jealous. That's gonna be so much fun. Um But yeah, uh DJ Smith needs to be fired, and I'm not convinced it's happening this season, period. Um Wow. Just with I think just with the way that Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux have like defended him, like very recently in the past like few days, both have have come up uh, you know, batting for the guy. Um and listen, like I've said this before, if it's gonna happen in any sport, it's hockey where Players are going to defend their coach to the bitter end. Like I always compare it to when Charlie Montoya was was fired, and like big names on like Bo Bichette was like, yeah, it was time. He lost the room, whatever. Like nobody's going to say anything remotely. It's not even that's not even a juicy quote. But in comparison to anything hockey players say, it's so it's it's so interesting, right? I get.
1: I get so jealous of people who cover other sports because like, yeah, that happens with the Blue Jays. The Raptors, like Nick Nurse goes to Philadelphia and basically like the entire off season, people are just like, fuck that guy, fuck that guy. Fuck. Like, it's like, oh yeah, we <laughs> yeah, were selfish. Yeah. Everyone was playing for themselves. No one really cared. I I, I, I was drunk half the time. Like, it, it's just like NBA people just like spout off all the information. Oh yeah, we tried to trade for that guy. Yeah, I wanted this dude there. I was almost traded to Toronto four times. Like th- th- that, I would kill for that here. Oh, it, yeah. Big news is, oh, well, Nikita Zadorov asked for a trade. How is that going to affect the Flames' locker room? Like, come on.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, between that and, like, and 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 when, so, at, at, the, at the presser where they announced that uh, Dorian was gone, uh, mutually parting ways, I will say with extremely large quotation marks, yeah. um, Steve Steyos was defending the coaching staff saying that they have a great coaching staff. And so at this point, I think as long as the Sens are within a few games of being 500, I think DJ Smith is here to stay. He is on the last year of his contract worth noting. Um, I believe he might have, I I don't know if it's a club option or a mutual option towards the end of the season. I don't know if I've ever seen a coach with a mutual option, but I don't know for sure if it's a club option. Um, basically I think he might be able to be re-upped at the end of the season. Um, just outside of just being a gen, like a, I think an in general uh, negotiation to be uh, kept. But yeah, uh, he's on the last year of his deal. And like I said before, when I was taking a dig at Melnick, if this was still the Melnicks, I'd be like, well, he's under contract. They're not going to pay him to not coach the team. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue for And Lauer whatsoever. If he truly wanted him gone, I think he'd be gone by now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yep. I want him gone. I've wanted him gone. We've, we've hit that, we've hit that one year mark of me wanting him gone and he's still <laughs> around. So just, I don't know. Um, not that I think that, you know, coaching
1: is the only issue. I think it's definitely the biggest issue. Um, right. Cause the team looks good. Like you said, like on paper, like just like writing out the lines before the game, I was like, I'm waiting for this to turn bad and it's not like um and again there's been a lot going on with this team um the, the pinto thing is obviously a, a giant cloud um norris's injury from a season ago or, or and then into this year um yeah. Shabbat being hurt and all of that but you still like um the, the talent out there tonight like stutzla and jeru who's i i'm like two years late on oh yeah no jeru's gonna fall off a little bit and now he's just awesome still um and Kachuk and all that like you just you go down the lines like man there's a lot of talent on this team for them to be talked about quite frankly in the same sentence as the flames um it, it all is quite surprising
0: it's just yeah and 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 the problem is is that like you know the like the like the big players still look good but it's the exact same issue as last season where the offense is fine and it's the defense and goaltending that's a problem and i don't even think that necessarily goaltending i mean Forsberg has like an 833 save percentage so far this season or something like that. But the dude played the other night, uh, for the first time in like a week and a half. Um, Corpo is doing this weird thing where he, you know, the only difference between tonight and most of his games, he, he, he'll stand on his head and he'll do some amazing plays. Like he'll get some great saves. He has no business making Then He lets in like two softies mm. and he didn't do that tonight, which is great. And it, it's a great, you know, he's heading in that kind of, he's heading in that direction a little bit more consistently now. um, Defense and goaltending is still the issue. And, um, like, yeah, like, the Sens last year had three players score 35 or more goals. Norris was out all year, and Debrinket had an off year. Like, yeah. not including Debrinket and, and Norris, right? Like, that's... And they still weren't that... I mean, they weren't super far off, but they weren't that close to the playoffs. No. So, like, deal with goaltending, deal with defense... And a lot of the defense issues, I think, are the uh, the coaching system right now. So yeah, and, and I don't know who you bring in. Uh, there's still someone on a on a network in, in 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 Quebec mentioned that someone saw Patrick Watt a restaurant in Canada. Not true. Um, no, but you know, there's been a lot of links to him. Um, unfortunately, a lot of pink links to Peter Shirelli. Uh, Oof as the next GM, see how that goes. Um, some good names being rumored, uh, for that as well, but who knows? I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I usually don't love going through like lists and names that people are saying might be in the mix, uh, on game over just because I feel like that, uh, that'll change every episode. Oh and yeah. Then, but yeah, I just, you know, please for the love of God, change the coach because I'm sick of it. I am I'm <laughs> sick of this. It's yeah. really, and nothing against DJ. Like I mentioned in my last show, the players love DJ, and that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry that my question brought you down after you guys won tonight and played quite no, well. No, it's all good, I'm, man. I feel like I brought the mood down asking you about the coach now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian says Charlie for GM in the chat. Appreciate that. There um, you go. I don't know what you do. My first move would be to try and get rid of Hamnick, but he's got a no move. For this year and next, so
1: that's more than what. Oh, all right. Well, hey, at least they could. That.
0: At least they got to bury the three-year Zach McEwen contract for a bit. Uh, <laughs> awful. Oof. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, DJ Smith seems like a really nice guy, but he's not the man for the job. And we finally learned that. Well, we learned that a year ago, but nothing's been done. So yeah. See how it goes. <laughs> Brutal. So, um, yeah, I, I guess with that we'll call it a night. Sounds good. Yeah. That was a great show, man. I really enjoyed this. Um, looking forward to more, uh, game over head to head episodes. Um, I mentioned this uh, on a previous episode that I was on where I just like, I, I it's such a great concept because like, I think, I think most viewers know and we've, we've mostly talked about this, how like um, the game over hosts and everyone, like we have this big group chat and it's great. And, and, and we're constantly talking in there, but it, it's just nice to have an actual different way of directly working with each other. So I, uh, mm-hmm. this was great. And, and yeah, like it was our first head to head for both of us. So great way to start things out. And um, yeah, that was the third straight for Ottawa. And uh, like you said, Calgary's in the middle of four
1: in a row, right? Yeah, yeah, We have uh, we had the Leafs yesterday um and now coming up a couple days from now we got uh montreal and then vancouver after that so yeah the the first of this and i've yeah i've I've really enjoyed it like i said i I listen to you and mod all the time uh so to be able to come on and chat with you was a a lot of fun today and looking forward to to getting to do that with uh mark coming up next week and clay as well so into into some good stuff but yeah we got great stuff here at game over so happy to to kind of share it along with everyone this has been fun
0: Absolutely. So, and with that, I'll also just uh just give a little preview for the next episode of Game Over Ottawa. Uh that's not till Thursday. Uh the Sens uh are in a stretch now where they are playing. Uh let's see here. Between November 12th and November 23rd, uh there's two games. That's what Sweden does. Um uh, Yeah. So, uh yeah, the next uh, next episode is going to be on Thursday and it's a 2 p.m. game. Keep that in mind everybody. Uh, Sweden is going to be weird. It's a 2 p.m. game uh, on Thursday against the Red Wings, so that's probably going to be like a 4:30, 5 o'clock uh, start time for Game Over, depending on how that game goes, uh, whether it's done in regulation or not. But yeah, Mod and I are both going to be on that one, and then um, yeah, the second game in uh, Sweden is going to be on Saturday, and it's going to be 11 a.m. start Eastern, so uh, just going to be Mod on that one. I'm uh, I got that day off, which I. Uh, you know, I love this job, but I've worked the last three Saturday nights in a row, so I'm excited for, for a Saturday off. Uh, there you go. But yeah, uh, we'll see everyone on, uh, as far as Ottawa goes, on Thursday. And uh, when, when's the next uh, Flames game? On
1: uh, Tuesday. It is Tuesday. um yeah, it'll be uh myself and Mark from uh from Game Over Montreal and a special guest along with us as well. So um, I, I don't know if it's been announced and I don't want to give it away. So um, I'm just gonna but, I, I'm just
0: gonna do this live reaction where I look at the when I look at the spreadsheet and take a
1: peek. Yeah. Where am I? It's looking? in the Game Over Montreal one, not uh not Game Over <gasps> Oh, that's great, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, great. I'm okay. really, really excited. Okay, folks,
0: uh Flames fans are not even if you're not a flame, tune in. It's going to be a great episode. That's going to be great. Yeah,
1: No, it's, it's going to be so much fun. All
0: right. Well, with that, we're going to call it a night. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, thanks, Peter, for being such a great co-host in this one. It was an absolute
1: blast. Um, yeah, of course. two this Flames games all season. It's a shame. Yeah, I know. I mean, who wouldn't want more of what we saw tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, with that, we'll call it a night. Thanks, everyone,
0: for watching. Make sure to like the stream uh, subscribe to STPN. And if you're listening to this on, uh, your device of choice after the fact, um, highly recommend, uh, you know, if you have the time, uh, if you're free at the time, uh, tune in, tune in for these shows live. Cause it's just a blast with the, uh, chat going, um, very interactive. We're trying to up the, uh, you know, amount of, uh, inclusion with the chat, I guess you could say, uh, for these episodes. So it's always a great time. And, um, yeah uh sdpn is uh is the best and will continue to be the best and we are the best and uh there's really no rivalries in Canada anymore it's just can't i i look at i think game over is ruining it for me because i'm looking at like all the canadian markets as like this one thing it, Canadian it's just work that's just work for us and every time the uh, <laughs> canadian teams win it's uh it's good for our co-workers, so I, I look at it that way. Unless it's a head-to-head, in which case, uh, tonight, go Sens. flame suck. Uh, <laughs> get sensed. Oh, you're not wrong. Again. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to hit the button again. Ready? I hit the button again. Got sensed. Alright, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in again. I'm just going to keep going in circles until this is done. So I'm going to hit the button. Alright, have a good night, everyone.